0: nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law doth he meditate day and night. And he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that bringeth forth his fruit in his season. His leaf also shall not wither, and whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. The psalmist declares under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit that a man or a woman who does not walk in the counsel of ungodly men doesn't stand or walk in the way of sinners, will not sit in the seat of the scornful or the mocker. And his delight will be in God and in his law and he'll meditate in pleasing God day and night. The Bible then says he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water. And this tree planted by the rivers of water is capable of bringing forth fruit in his season. And whatever this man will do, this woman will do, will prosper. This is a promise from the word of God. That if we embrace the Lord, if we embrace His principles, if we seek to walk in the way of God and embrace His law, that we will be like a tree planted by the rivers of water. Amen. And this is a visual of the ministry model or the spiritual growth model for our church. And you'll be seeing more of it and hearing more about it is the image or the picture of a tree. Because uh, when you look in the Word of God, it uses so many living uh, examples from the plant kingdom, organic and living examples. And uh, our uh, ministry model, our spiritual growth process is, you've seen it many times, maybe you don't know what it stands for, but it's simply connect, grow, grow, Serve. Connect, grow, and serve. This is the process for spiritual growth. Spiritual growth is not something random, but it's very similar to a plant or to a tree. There's first that connection time of a seed being planted, and that seed, as it grows, always is connecting to its source and to its strength and to its uh, uh, nourishment. Then, as it begins to grow, it becomes more stable and stronger and healthier. And then finally, once it reaches a point of maturity, the sign of the maturity of that plant is it begins to produce fruit that can serve. Connect, grow, and serve. And I want to talk to you today about this ministry model, an organic ministry model. Connect, grow, and serve. Lord Jesus, we thank you today for your goodness and mercy to us, Lord. Thank you for the blessings that you give to us all the time, Lord. God, you're great and greatly to be praised. You're the King of kings and the lord of lords jesus help us to open our hearts and more importantly our spirits to receive the engrafted word of god that will bring about and produce the necessary changes in our lives lord let your holy spirit flow through me let it be a clear flow lord jesus let it not be tainted by my ideas let it not be uh, tainted by issues in my life, but let it flow clear and f- and free through this vessel. I pray in the name of Jesus. We thank you for what you're going to do, and lift your hands and thank Him for His Spirit and His presence in this place. Hallelujah! Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah! God bless you. God bless you, and you may be seated. You know why we're here today in Life Church. The reason that we're here today is because a man named Jesus came to this earth with a mission to redeem mankind. And his mission included his dying on a cross and shedding his blood for our sins. The reason that we're here today and the reason that we are being equipped to leave here and, and uh, uh, be Christians is that God asked us to complete the mission that he started through Jesus Christ. Jesus asked us to complete this mission of redemption to the world that he started. We know that Jesus came. The Bible lets us know his mission was to seek and to save that which was lost. And before Jesus ascended into heaven, never to be seen in the flesh on the earth again until the second coming, he gave the great commission to his disciples in Matthew 28, 19, and told them to go and make disciples of all nations. So the Spirit of the Lord through the words of Jesus Christ to the church today is we are commissioned as the body of Christ uh, to do what Jesus called us to do and make disciples of all nations. And with that in mind, I want to help you understand the way that I believe the Bible tells us that we will grow spiritually and become disciples of Jesus Christ uh, that have within us the seed to reproduce other disciples of the Lord Jesus Christ. And our theme today is going to be very uh, living theme or organic from the plant kingdom or from the earth because many of the examples in the Bible are that way. And uh, uh, when we look at the word of God, we see that the plant kingdom is replete through the pages of scripture. And some of my Things that I will mention today, we mentioned at Holiday Youth Convention. So, young people, I apologize for a little retread here. But uh, uh, I think there's enough added to it or uh, engrafted to it that you... Should pay attention and listen carefully. But everything that comes uh, in the Word of God, very many things come from the earth, and it makes many references to the plant kingdom. In, in fact, the very first story that you read in the Bible, the Bible's full of wonderful stories, but there's something significant about the very first story about people in the Bible, took place in a garden. Everybody understand that the first story in scripture happened in a garden. Genesis chapter two and verse number eight. I'll read a portion of that story to you. The Lord God planted a garden eastward in Eden and there he put the man whom he had formed and out of the ground made the Lord God to grow every tree. Everybody say tree. Every tree that is pleasant to the sight and good for food The tree of life also in the midst of the garden and the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. And in this garden referred to as the Garden of Eden, there was just a great growth of vegetables and plants and trees that produced and grew and gave forth fruit. And this was prior to uh, there being any weeds and thorns and thistles being only that which was productive and positive grew in the garden of Eden. And the Lord gave man his very first job. The first job a man ever had was to be a gardener. So the Bible says he commanded Adam to dress it and to keep it, I wonder who it was that taught Adam how to garden in the garden of Eden. Anybody want to guess? It was probably the Lord that taught Adam, his father that taught him how to garden in the garden of Eden. God says, you got to learn how to do this. This is very important. And in the portion of scripture that we just read in Genesis chapter two, it is a fascinating tale of two trees. In fact, We could take the whole Bible and sum it up as a tale of three trees, a story of three trees. We're talking today, our focus being on a tree as our ministry model. So I want you to understand this fascinating story of three trees. The two trees in the garden, Genesis 2.8, number one is the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Then there's another tree called the tree of life. And there is fascinating fruit on these two trees. Many people uh, have thought erroneously that, well, it was an apple tree. Well, we don't know that it was an apple tree. The Bible never says. It just says that there was fruit on the tree of the knowledge of good and evil and fruit on the tree of life. But this fascinating these two fascinating trees in the garden had intriguing, unique fruit, like we 've never seen or heard of before and the lord God told uh told his children, Adam and Eve, that they were not to eat of the garden uh, from the garden from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, they could eat of any other tree but of this one tree they were restricted uh, but as I look into the story of scripture. I don't see that there was any restriction from them eating from the tree of life at this point. The only restriction is from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. But you know the story that Adam and Eve rebelled against God's commandment and they ate of the forbidden tree. They ate the fruit of this tree. And then once they partook of it uh, and sin came into their life, uh, then immediately this other tree in the garden becomes forbidden. Once they partook of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil in disobedience, now God says, I don't want them to partake, to reach out and partake of the tree of life. Genesis 3.22, the Lord said, Behold, the man is become as one of us to know good and evil. And now, lest he put forth his hand and take also of the tree of life and eat it, And live forever, verse 24, so he drove out the man and he placed at the east of the garden of Eden cherubims and a flaming sword which turned every way to keep the way of the tree of life. And the question may be asked, why now? Why now is there a restriction on The tree of life which causes man to live forever. Why now is there cherubims with flaming swords to guard against man partaking of this tree and living forever? Those of you that understand the deeper doctrines of Scripture know the reason that that God now says you can't take of the tree of life. uh, Was because now man, because of his disobedience, partaking of the tree of knowledge of good and evil, now man had sinned and he was separated from God and he was in a condition, amen, that God did not want him to live forever separated from God, amen. Amen. If, if man had partaken of the tree and experienced eternal life at that point, it would mean eternal separation from God, which is what hell is. Hell is eternal separation from God, damnation, gnashing of teeth. And the Bible says you either will spend eternity in hell, that is in relationship with God in a beautiful paradise, or you will spend eternity in hell, and that is separated from God in a place of torment Uh, and so for them to experience eternal life at that point prior to redemption would not have been something uh, that would have been desirable but between these two trees, there was another tree, and that tree is the tree that's on the hill called Mount Calvary, the cross of Jesus Christ. We got into this dilemma because our forefather, Adam, disobeyed God and partook of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil that put us into a position of sin. And sin, therefore, passed upon all of humanity. Our hope is that one day in the midst of heaven, the Bible says in Revelation, in the garden of heaven the midst of heaven there is the tree of eternal life uh, that each of us have the opportunity to t- partake of but the thing that separated us <clears throat> these two trees uh, are spanned by the cross of Jesus Christ uh, and the fact that the blood of Jesus and Jesus hung on a tree Amen. cursed is every man that hangeth upon a tree but Jesus took that curse and turned it into a blessing for you and me and brought about redemption and hope uh, so all of life and all of christianity and all of history can be summed up in a tale of three trees two of which produced fruit the third of which produced redemption which is the greatest fruit that we can partake of i wonder if you can thank god right now for the blood of the lamb and this third tree the cross of jesus christ is the only way back to fellowship with God. God had a plan, and that plan was that Jesus Christ would become the Lamb of God, and on the cross, His blood would purchase us back from Satan. Now, here's the part of God's plan that, that to me is really fascinating. Is that hope for eternal life was contained in a garden of Eden And there in the Garden of Eden was one tree called the Tree of Life. And uh, many travelers and uh, uh, curiosity seekers of, of old would seek out the Garden of Eden, always in a quest to find this tree of eternal life. And they were not successful in locating it. Because God made sure that no one would partake of this tree of life in the midst of the garden. But here's the fascinating part that I want you to catch and then let me reinforce it with the word of God. The fascinating part of God's plan is this. No longer would eternal life be available because of the fruit of some tree in a garden that we could not get to. But in Proverbs chapter 11 and verse 30, we find out that the fruit of eternal life would be produced from a tree of life, but wouldn't be one tree of life in one garden that we couldn't get to. Proverbs 11 and 30 says this, the fruit of the righteous, that means righteous people, people living for God. The fruit of the righteous is a tree of, of life, and he that winneth souls is wise. Can I read that to you again? It says, The fruit of the righteous is a tree of life, and he that winneth souls is wise. What does it mean when it says the fruit of the righteous? Someone who is a righteous person, a person who lives for God and embraces God's message and loves the law and is, as the scripture says, uh, uh, not, uh, walking in the counsel of the ungodly or, or sitting in the way of the sinners or, or sitting in the seat of the scornful, the person whose delight is in the law of God. How is it that this righteous person becomes uh, A tree of life And what does soul winning Have to do with this message in scripture That there would be individuals Who would be like a tree Who would become a tree of life Let me break it down to you And make it simple right now God's eternal plan Is that through the cross of Jesus Christ And through the blood of Jesus And through the gospel plan Of regeneration and change And new birth through Jesus Christ God's plan is that you and I would become trees of life. And the fruit of our faith in Jesus Christ, and the fruit that's produced because of our righteousness and our connection with Jesus, would be the very thing that would be able to dispense hope of eternal life to other people. Because I'm connected to his word. Because I have faith in Jesus Christ. Because I am like that righteous man mentioned in Psalms chapter 1. I become a tree of life. And so at Life Church, God wants each and every individual to understand your rightful position as a tree of eternal life, being rooted and connected to the right source, growing up to maturity and producing fruit. And the fruit of that tree of life is eternal life. Did you notice the Bible said, He that winneth souls is wise and that's Connected In that same verse uh, That talks about the fruit of righteousness uh, Being the tree of life God's plan is that the hope uh, For your community Is wrapped up uh, Not in somebody somewhere else uh, Not in a a spiritual quest uh, To go find something somewhere else uh, But it's right in their community And God planted you in your workplace uh, That you would be a tree of life God put you in your school So that you could be a tree of life Of life, God put you in your family with all your brothers and sisters and aunts and uncles and cousins and grandparents so that you would be a tree of life so that they could see your good works and glorify your father which was in heaven because you're connected to God because you've been cleansed and purged because something supernatural is flowing through you there's fruit being produced and that fruit is capable of giving eternal life to all around. God wants me to be a tree of life. And God wants you to be a tree of life. His plan is not that there be one elusive garden and one tree hidden therein. But His plan was that there would be many, many trees planted in every nation, in every community, in every neighborhood, throughout the towns and cities of this world so that His message of hope and eternal life would come. Amen. It's going to come through you and it's going to come through me as we're plugged into the source, as we're growing up, as we're bearing this fruit of eternal life. Hallelujah. It's staggering to think that that the place where you work, you very well may be the only hope for eternal life for the people that are around you there. The place where you go to school, you may be their only hope for eternal life. When you're going to school, you need to recognize that God has planted you there for a purpose. Some of us feel like our lives are just arbitrary and random. Amen. Isn't that crazy? That we can believe that God is so specific and meticulous in keeping the universe in flow and in flux and everything perfectly positioned. If the earth moves a little further away from the sun, we all freeze. If it gets a little closer, we all burn up with a fervent heat. Anything changes in the delicate balance of nature. You know, We've heard about climate change and, and global warming and all of this and how we're we're, we're um, making a mess of the plan, and I believe it's God's will that we be good stewards of, of where we are. But the reality is all God has to do is go like this, and everything's a mess, or go like this, and everything's perfected because he is so specific. How can we believe that and not believe that he has a position where he wants us to be? So that we can finally become everything he planned for us to be. And we can begin to grow. And we can begin to produce fruit that will be a blessing to our family and to our co-workers and to our friends and to our associates. I want you to get it today. God's plan for you is that you would be a tree of life wherever it is that he has put you. Amen? So your family's depending on you being an, a growing tree of life. Your work and, and, and your... Uh, Uh, group that you're associated with is depending on you being everything that God planned for you to be where does it come from how is it that I grow your relationship with God through prayer through this time of fasting through your consecrations of separation from the world and holiness uh, is what produces the fruit that gives somebody a chance for eternal life so it does matter how I live and it does matter what I do and it does matter whether or not I'm praying and it does matter whether or not I'm the word of God, not just for me but for my family, not just for my family but for my neighborhood not just for my neighborhood but for my community because there's got to be a tree of life, there's got to be a life spring, a source of hope for our community and God's plan, hallelujah, is for us to get outside the walls of this building and be trees of life wherever God has planted us and wherever God has put us to bring hope to the nations and hope to the individuals and the cultures in our community. I'm a tree of life. That's why Jesus said things like in John chapter 15 and verse five, he said, yes, I am the vine and you are the branches. Those who remain in me and I in them will produce much fruit. Amen. Jesus used this word these words exactly it says for apart from me you can do nothing anyone who does not remain in me is thrown away like a useless branch and begins to wither such branches are gathered into a pile to be burned it doesn't matter how you used to be it doesn't matter how strong and grown up you used to be if you get disconnected from Jesus Christ you become useless it doesn't matter how much fruit that you used to bear how much impact that you used to make amen we're only what we are because we're attached to the true vine we only have any value and any benefit to this world if we're connected Connected to Jesus Christ. I'm telling you about our church. It doesn't matter what name is on the door or what doctrine that we preach. what matters is, are we connected to Jesus Christ and from the life flow of Jesus Christ and true doctrine being preached, then from thence, amen, God's will would be done. It's all through the Word of God. It's all through the Word of God, it's all through the teachings of Jesus. He described the Word of God as a seed. He described the workers as sowers that we would sow the seed in the soil. Amen. The Bible talks about the fruit of the Spirit talks about the things that uh, in our life that would show that we're connected to the source. The Bible says that we are living epistles being read of men, that the only epistle that some people may ever have a chance to read is your life. The only story from the word of God that some people may ever hear is the story of your life and the way that you conduct yourself and the fruit of you being connected to the source of Jesus Christ. Come on, somebody, if You'll abide in Jesus Christ. You will produce fruit. There's no maybes about it. There's no it could be. If you are connected in due season, you will produce fruit. Praise God. And let me tell you the greatest thing about the fruit. Within the fruit is a seed. And the seed has power to regenerate and reproduce. Within the fruit of the plant. Hey, come on. An apple's not just for you to enjoy. But inside the apple there is a seed that has power to produce another apple tree. And inside the fruit of your life is a seed that has power to produce another tree of life. hallelujah 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 seeds of eternal life so in a dark world you are the light of the world come on somebody in a hungry world you are the fruit in a bland in a bland world you are the salt come on in a in a barren world you provide the seeds for a harvest of souls Only if you abide in Jesus and if you live with righteousness, if you seek God's law and pursue embracing his wholeness and truth. You know, you don't hear much preaching nowadays about living righteous. You just hear people preach about all the benefits of being a Christian. Many of you have heard that before. Sounds like an infomercial instead of a sermon. Come on. The reality is, God called us not just to sit back and become bloated on blessings, but God called us to tap into the source and become a tree of life. And in the process, there's got to be a purging and a cleansing. There's got to be righteousness in our life so that something can flow through us. Amen. The reason Jesus can't flow through some of us is because we got too much junk in our life. The reason the Spirit can't flow through and produce fruit in some of us uh, is because we're not close to God like that we used to be because sin has separated us from the Lord. Let me make it clear to you. Let me help you to understand that God's will is that you be righteous, that you live a God of a, a life of holiness before your Lord. Come on, I want you to say it right now. I'm a tree of life. God's will is that I would be a tree of life. am not talking about a fake tree. I'm talking about a real living tapped in tree. And I've seen, you've seen fake trees before. They look like a tree. There's some pretty good imitations. You can't even tell that it's real or fake. You know, you have to kind of tear a leaf off to find out if it's real or not. Sometimes I've looked at a tree, that can't be real. It looks too perfect to be real. Huh? Real trees got some scars, some imperfections, but it's alive and it's bearing fruit. Amen? See, at our house, we use our artificial Christmas tree. Come Christmas time, we pull it out of the attic, and it's still green and pretty. We don't have to buy a new one it's there again. So it becomes cheaper every year. It becomes cheaper and cheaper. It's easier. It's more convenient. Sometimes it's easier and more convenient to just put up an image of being a tree of life. Hey, I look like a Christian. Look at me. I got everything in I, I I I got a Bible at my house. I go to church on Sunday. I, I know all the right words to say. And everybody thinks I'm a Christian. See, there's one problem with artificial trees. That is, they don't grow and they don't bear fruit. All they do is look pretty. Come on, somebody. Uh Uh-huh. You know, that's why uh, artificial decorative trees were invented in the first place, because some people are more interested in appearance than they are in fruit. Some people are more interested in in, in 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 what people think about them than whether or not they're able to do what God called them to do. Come on now. Come on. The question is not does everybody think well of you? The question is, are you producing any fruit that's blessing lives and benefiting people and helping them grow up to become everything God called and planned for them to be? Hallelujah. I don't know about you, but I want to be a tree of life. I want to be living. I want to be organic. I want to be alive. I want to be connected to the source. I want to be producing the fruit of eternal life. Because I I don't know about you, but I don't want my kids to go to hell. Come on, somebody. I don't know about you, but I don't want my neighborhood to go to hell. I don't want my family to go to hell. I want there to be something from my life that gives hope to the nations. So with a living organism... There is a process. As you can see here, there's a seed, first of all, that must be planted. And from that seed becomes a miraculous explosion of growth. I mentioned last week that the Bible refers to the planting of seed being like something dying and being buried. As long as you keep it out, hey, look at all this seed I have. This is great. It doesn't do you any good until you take it and bury it. Then all of a sudden, something supernatural begins to take place. See, the same is true in our lives. As long as, see, the Bible said it this way. If you save your life, you'll lose it. But if you lose my life, you lose your life for my sake and for the sake of the gospel, you will find eternal life. There will be that supernatural miraculous explosion because there's been a death and a burial. What are you talking about? A death and a burial. See, in order to become a tree of life, you've got to die out to what you thought your purpose in life was and what you thought you were going to do and what you thought was right and wrong. And you've got to embrace God's ideal and law for your life. And when you take that step and embrace what God's called you to be and embrace the the call of God on your life, the first step is to truly repent of your sins. What's repentance? Repentance. What's repentance? See, repentance is in Scripture likened unto dying with Jesus Christ on the cross. See, some people they have this view of repentance that's so uh, shallow and it's not real. they are like repent Okay, just repeat after me. You know, don't don't actually repeat. But this is this is some people's idea of repentance. Repeat after me. Dear Father, I thank you for giving me life. Father, I thank you. I'm sorry that I haven't lived it like you want me to. I'm sorry that I haven't lived it like you want me to. I promise that from this day forward, I will. I promise that from this day forward, I will. I give you my life. Please forgive me. I give you my life. Please forgive me. Let's all clap. Another sinner has been saved. And and uh, I, I'm not making light of it. Well, maybe I am making light of it. Let's just be honest. Because the reality is true repentance is you die with Jesus Christ on his cross. Your old desires, your old affections, the old passions, your old will and desires is crucified with Jesus Christ. So you become a walking dead man. If you've been at this church very long, you, 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 you recognize that one of my favorite scriptures in the Bible is the one where the Apostle Paul said, I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live. But now it's not me, but it's Christ living in me. So I, you know what I've been? I've been gutted in essence of my old man and all the old things I wanted to do and be and wanted to accomplish and, and, and was passionate about had desire for. I just let Jesus come in and said at repentance, at true repentance is God just take it away from me. Anything that's not like you I want you to gut me. Amen. And now I'm alive but it's Jesus Christ living through me. This is God's plan for us. Amen. and This is what happens at new birth is there is a repentance and then there's a burial in waters of baptism right there. We will baptize you in Jesus name after you've repented of your sins. Amen. Some people says that that baptism is just a a, uh, uh, a sign that you've made a decision. It's a public sign before the people that you've made a decision. And therefore, it's not a part of the salvation process. You know what that's saying? That's like saying uh, in order for a seed to grow, you don't have to bury it, right? You just leave it out. You just leave it out and let it grow. Come on now. How How many of you think a seed would grow if you did not bury it? It would not grow. It must be buried. The Bible says we are buried with Jesus Christ in baptism. The Bible says that we are baptized. And when we believe and we're baptized, we're saved. But if we believe not, we won't be saved. And so baptism is the natural byproduct of believing in Jesus Christ. Amen. And I'm so glad I've been buried in the name of the Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus, I took on his name. Amen. My heart was circumcised through water baptism in the name of the Lord. And we still teach and preach and will until this church is taken on to glory or I bite the dust one or the other, we're going to preach and teach the gospel message that the apostles taught, which is repent of your sins, be baptized in Jesus' name, and ye shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. The Bible says it this way, unless a seed falls into the ground and dies, it's all by itself. But once it falls into the ground and is buried and dies, then all of a sudden something is produced that enables it to reproduce. Amen that enables it to reproduce it's when it gets in the ground and the process of new life in Jesus, the process in becoming a disciple of Jesus Christ must start with the new birth experience of obedience to Jesus death, burial and resurrection through repentance of your sins, water baptism in the name of Jesus and receiving the glorious gift of God's Holy Spirit which gives us new life, first Evidence being speaking in tongues as the Spirit of God gives you the utterance. But there's many, many, many more evidences that begin to show up in your life. At that point of conception. At that point of beginning. At that point of supernatural miraculous explosion of growth both up and down. Up and down. The tree begins to grow. The first step of the process of becoming a disciple, as we describe it at Life Church, is connect. Connect, getting connected to the source, put into the soil from whence comes the nutrients. Connecting, we believe that in order for we know that in order for a tree to grow, it's got to be connected. It's got to have the water flow. It's got to have the sunshine. Anybody heard of photosynthesis? That's how a plant grows. Amen. It makes its own food. Amen. When it's uh, uh, exposed to the sunlight and exposed to the to the rain in the organic soil that has living material therein, something begins to grow and something begins to happen. But as long as the seed is not connected, as long as the soil is unsowed upon, there is no growth and there is no hope. But once the seed is sown, something begins to happen. Amen. Something begins to take place. And in order to grow spiritually, you've got to be connected to your source, which is Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That's why when we come to church on a Sunday, we emphasize the importance of breaking through to the Holy Spirit in worship. It's not enough for us to sing three songs and say we've had a worship service. That's not our goal. Our goal is not to finish up a worship set. Did you know that? When we come to church, our goal is not to do A, B, C, D, E, and F. There are business things that we have to take care of, but the reality is our Sunday service is our connect point. And when people come through the doors of this church, many of them will be born again believers, but there will be unregenerate people that will come into our church, people that have not yet embraced Jesus Christ. And when they walk into this house, we want for them to have an opportunity to get connected to the source of their living power. Amen. That's why we worship God. The Bible says he dwells in the praises of his people people. It's like the roots of a tree reaching out with its feeler roots, trying to find fresh nutrients. Uh, hallelujah. When I stretch forth my hands to the Lord, when I take time and focus on him and say, I'm going to praise him until I get through to the source. Uh, it's what am I doing? I'm trying to connect to the Lord Jesus Christ uh, because I realize uh, that without connecting to him, I have no hope of growing. if we just have worship service to go through the motions, and if it doesn't happen, say, well, all shucks, it didn't happen. That's like a tree with its feeler roots seeking resources and then saying, well, weren't able to accomplish it today. No, it's going to keep going until it finds the source or dies, one of the two. And that's the way I feel. We've got to have a move of God. We've got to get people connected to the living God in this place. I want every person that walks through the doors of this church within the first 15 to 20 minutes, I want them to know that they're in a place where God is. That's why members of Life Church, I need you here at 1130 to help, help us create an atmosphere through our connection to the Lord Jesus Christ to where it begins to permeate the whole atmosphere and people walk into the zone. They walked into a power zone. Amen. They've walked into the zone where God's power is moving and they can feel it. I'm telling you this is God's plan, that people feel it when they walk into the foyer and move from the foyer into the auditorium. Not just the dynamic and the charisma of personalities, but they feel the current of God's Holy Spirit. At Life Church, we know that we will not grow unless we have a connect point on a weekly basis where people can walk in the door of this church and can feel immediately that they've connected to the source of their power, which is the Lord Jesus Christ. Come on, that's why we've got to have a prayer life personally. Amen. We've got to have a prayer life personally. I'm glad I don't I don't ha- get to eat just once a week. I'd be in bad shape. Some of you say, might, m- m- might try it for a while, might be in better shape. If I just ate once a week, it'd be rough, man. It'd be a rough week, wouldn't it? Amen. My stomach would be crying out. Well, guess what? Your spirit is crying out. You say, Whoa, wasn't that a great service Sunday? Yeah, but it's Thursday and I'm hungry. I'm looking for my power source. Come on, if you want to bear fruit, I'm talking about bearing fruit. I'm not talking about just barely surviving. I'm not talking about being yellow and withered up and barely alive. But I'm talking about thriving. You've got to learn to tap into the power source and say, God, it's 6 o'clock Monday morning. It's 6 o'clock Tuesday morning. It feels kind of dry. But I'm going to keep pushing until I find my power source. Until I get plugged in and connected. Hallelujah. 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 And the, and the practice of fasting helps us become more focused on. Get our mind on spiritual things. Get our mind off of our little tree of prosperity. Focus on the tree of life. Change our passion and focus. And so at Life Church, every week, our weekend worship service that you're sitting in right now is our connect point. We want connection to happen here. We want people through worship to be able to connect with their living God. This is not the environment where we anticipate people to grow spiritually. This is the environment where we anticipate that people will get connected with the living God. Amen. You will be a tree of life if you stay connected to Jesus by praying. If you stay connected to Jesus by being faithful to His house and forsaking not the assembling together. You will be a tree of life if you stay connected through worship and through the tree of, uh, uh, through the Word of God and keeping your life purged from thorns and thistles and weeds and disease that would try to destroy you. The disease of in. Amen? So the second part of the step is growing. Growing. Once the connection happens, and guess what? The connection has always happened. The connection must continue. It's not a one-time. thing. But that tree is always seeking nutrients. The leaves and the branches are always turning in the way of the sun. Because from fence comes my nourishment. From fence, of my root system, comes my life-giving source. And those who are righteous are a tree of life planted by a river of water, staying close to Jesus, staying close to the source. But once connection happens, the natural next step that happens naturally is growth. And God intends for you and for me to be growing. You know what that means? And the Bible makes it real clear that we are to be growing in our relationship with God. And we're to be growing, anybody finish it for me, in our relationships with other people. Right? Right? Our relationship with God has to be getting better. And our relationships with other people have to be improving as well. We've got to get better relationships, deeper relationships, more meaningful relationships. Remember what Jesus said? Jesus said all the law and prophets can be summed up right here. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength, and then Love your neighbor as yourself. And if you can learn how to love God more and grow, therefore, in your relationship with God, and then love your neighbor more and grow in your relationship with people, that's the way spiritual growth is going to manifest itself. Amen? Come on now. Somebody is not really truly spiritually growing and spiritually mature if they don't know how to get along with people yet. It's a sign of spiritual Immaturity. We can't just say, "Okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna cut people out, and I'm just, it's just gonna be me and God." It's like, yeah, man, this is great. Y'all should try this sometime. I'm connected to the power source. I wish y'all were. Amen. You grow spiritually when you're connected to God and you're also connected to other people, blessing them, ministering into their life, allowing them to minister into your life as well. This is the plan of God. The plan of God is for us to be a community of believers and be together. Everybody say together. Amen. And so in order to continue growing, we've got we've to keep ourselves uh, free from sin because sin is what disconnects us from God what affects our relationship with God. But we also have to make sure that we are free from unforgiveness, anger, and bitterness because I can't grow in my relationships with people if I've got unforgiveness, bitterness, anger in my heart. So guess what? I've got to keep myself free from sin and I've got to keep myself free from unforgiveness and bitterness because I want to grow. Anybody else want to grow? Hallelujah. 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 And so this growth process begins to happen naturally. And uh, the Bible says, as I mentioned, forsake not the assembling of ourselves together. We are to have a growing relationship with other believers. And we we believe, as we've been looking and studying and prayerfully trying to decide what to do as a church, that the best environment for these relationships to be fostered as our church is growing is through our life groups which is a smaller group of people that get together, study together, pray for one another together, and grow together, and provoke one another to good works. This is what God's plan is. And when you look in the Word of God, they went from house to house. They fellowship together, and the kingdom of God grew, and the kingdom of God prospered, amen, and thrived. Hallelujah. Praise God. And somewhere along the way, as a Christian, you need to recognize that God has a plan for me and i'm not going to let what god is doing die i'm going to guard against disease of sin i'm going to guard against the pests and and the things of life that would that would steal from me my focus i'm going to guard against inclement weather and drought and withering heat i'm going to make sure that it survives i'm going to let nothing destroy my faith let nothing destroy my growing relationship with god let nothing kill what has been planted in my heart through the gospel and we need this kind of commitment to, amen that we are going to stay focused on what god wants us to be and wants us to do in the last days the bible promises perilous times and we're in the last days everything that can be shaken will be shaken everything that can be disconnected from god will be disconnected from god but there's some of us that put our roots down deep and we're putting them down even deeper now because there is nothing and as you grow the more stable the stronger that you come the more you've been serving jesus the Less likely it is for the winds of time to blow you out of your root system. I want to be a light and I want to be a tree of life. It's not enough just to start. It's not enough just for the seed to be put in the ground. But we have to nurture. And let it grow. Don't quit. Don't turn around. Don't give up and don't get distracted because you're a tree of life. Your family's depending on you. Come on. Lord Jesus Christ is depending on you to do a great work, and some of you are going to bear much fruit. Did you hear me? Some of you are going to bear much fruit hi la. Some of you receiving a word from the Lord over the last two or three days that God's ready for you to get the things out of the way that have kept you from becoming what God wants you to be and blessing and benefiting those people that you have been want to bless and benefit. It's time for you to bear much fruit. It's time for it to begin to happen. You don't have to force it to happen. You don't have to say, ah grow fruit. All you have to do is get the nasty stuff out of the way, get plugged into the source, and it's going to begin to happen. It's going to begin to happen. It's going to begin to happen. I said life church. It's going to begin to happen. Just in case you're keeping track, our connect point is our weekend worship service and our personal relationship with God. But where we grow, in life, church, transitioning to where we look at our life groups as the place where we grow spiritually, because that's where we encourage one another to grow in our relationship with God and we learn to grow in our relationship with other people. Connection, growth, connection, growth. And then finally, God's plan is that we would bear fruit that is, that we would serve a hungry world. And a lost world. That there would be fruit. That would feed the nations. When people are hurting. We've got what it is. That they need. When people have needs. They know where it is. That they can turn to. And they can enjoy the fruit. That comes from what God has planted within us. But also that fruit of that plant. Has the power to reproduce. And I want to be a soul winner. Hallelujah. I want to be a tree of life. I want to be alive. I want to be real. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. But the process is simple. The goal is that we would be a tree of life and serve. But you can't start that way. You start by getting connected. You can't grow until you get connected. You can't serve until you grow. There's a very specific process. Connect. Grow. And serve. So let me tell you if you're hearing me talk about spiritual disciplines and the fruit of the Spirit, spiritual growth, you'd be like, I'd like to try that. Let me give you a little heads up. Before you worry about that, the first thing that you need to focus on is being born again of the water and the Spirit. That's the connection. Come on, that's the connection. I could go gather up fruit gathered up off the ground the ones that have good stems and go up to a, a, a tree that looks like a tree and 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 tape it onto the branches and say check it out look at all that fruit it bore it's not bearing fruit it's fake it's imitation it's trying to stick fruit on something that's not alive and so before you get focused on winning souls and before you get focused on Producing fruit in your life. I have a question for you. Have you really repented of your sins and given your life completely to Jesus? If you haven't made that step in your life, today is the day that you need to respond to the gospel. And say, you know, maybe at one point in my life I repented or said a sinner's prayer. But today I want to make it for sure that I've died out to that old person. Amen. You know what? Sometimes I have to renew that that, that commitment to the Lord. Because guess what happens? Some of that old nature that I used to have begins to creep back into me. And I have to say, God, you need to gut me again. <laughs> you need to remove it all again. We need to start over again. Hallelujah. I want to repent of my sins. And if you haven't been baptized in Jesus' name, let me tell you something. If I was sitting in this congregation and I had not yet been baptized in Jesus' name, I would make every effort uh, at the very first moment that I had an opportunity to come up and say, Pastor Brown, I want you or somebody to baptize me in Jesus name and I want you to do it as soon as possible because this is what the Bible commands, this is what the Bible expects, Uh, hallelujah I want to be buried in the name of Jesus Christ, I want my sins to be washed away in the waters of baptism and guess what I'll say, I'll say we'll do it as soon as possible because I feel the same way that you do I want you to be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ, it's not just a religious ceremony, it's not a sacrament but it's something you got to do one time in your life be, from your own decision you may have been baptized when you were a baby that's not good enough you hear me? you need to make a decision I, I'm not, I'm not going to say uh, uh, make a decision for my baby they got to make a decision for themselves in faith and be baptized in the name of Jesus and guess what the Lord promises repent and be baptized and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit it will happen And in the book of Acts, when they received it, it was supernatural. Everybody could tell that it happened. They knew when it happened because they heard them speak with tongues and magnify God. Anybody got that gift like I got the gift? Anybody got the Holy Ghost like I've got the Holy Ghost down in my soul? Hallelujah. Anybody want it to grow? Anybody want God's will to be done in your life? Hallelujah. Let's stand and clap our hands in praise to the Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah, Lord. Hallelujah, Lord. Hallelujah. 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 Hallelujah, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Your next door neighbors are waiting. Amen. Your schoolmates are waiting praise God for you to get plugged into the source and to begin to grow hallelujah man it feels so good in this place when I got here uh, when I was here this morning and then at eleven thirty when we transition and begin to pray it was so free it was so easy it was just like it was so natural it felt so good to tap right into the power of God and begin to feel something flow into me I'm telling you that this is true and this is real hallelujah that God's power comes in this manner and I'm going to give an altar call here in just a second let us have spend some time in the presence of the Lord before we go home but real quickly if you haven't been baptized in Jesus name if you haven't repented of your sins today is the day I'm challenging you in Jesus name to make that step of faith uh, to give your life to the Lord and repent of your sins hallelujah amen in the name of the Lord and we will baptize you in Jesus name if you haven't received the Holy Spirit yet uh, it doesn't matter how old or young you are or what color you are, the Lord wants to give you the gift of the Holy Ghost. He said he'd pour out his spirit on all flesh and you can have it today. Do I have a witness in the house that you can receive the Holy Ghost today in this place right now? All you have to do is grab somebody say I want that Holy Ghost. Grab me and say preacher I want that Holy Ghost. Guess what we'll do? We'll pray you through to the place where you receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Bible says ask and you shall receive. Seek and you shall find. Knock and the door will be opened unto you. And if I got some believers in the house uh, that you've been believing God for a while but you want fruit to show up in your life, uh, I want you to make a fresh commitment to get connected to God through your worship, uh, through your prayer and through your relationship with God. I open this altar right now. If you want to grab the hand of a friend if it's appropriate, a family member come on, let's come talk to Jesus. Uh, If you want to be a tree of life uh, if you want to be a tree of life that springs up into everlasting life and gives hope to the nations come on right now come on that's it that's it from all over this place uh, it's time to respond to the Holy Spirit Hallelujah! come on if you want to receive the Holy Ghost let me know we'll pray with you right now Hallelujah. If you haven't repented of your sins, you got things in your life you want to turn over to Jesus, I want you to do that right now. Hallelujah. Find a place. Find a place to bow a knee before a living God and say, God, I give it up to you. I'm not going to keep hold of it any longer. I'm not going to do my own thing any longer. But Jesus, I give it up to you. Thank you, Lord, for dying for me. Thank you for giving me hope through the cross. I turn my life over to you, Jesus. I turn my future over to me, Lord God, to you, Lord God. I'm praying, Jesus, and I'm asking, cleanse me from impurities, Lord Jesus. Wash me clean. Wash me. Wash me. Come on, just tell Him right now. Use your own words, but cry out to God and say, God, I need you to make a difference in my life. Jesus, I want a fresh start. I want you to cleanse me, Lord God, from all the things that this world's put into me. Amen. I want you to cleanse me from all the wrong mindsets and attitudes and mentalities that I got from school or from TV, Lord Jesus I want you to give me a fresh heart I want you Lord God to give me a desire to do your will Lord God I want you to help me fall in love with your law, with truth Lord God come on I feel somebody plugging in right now I feel somebody digging in right now hallelujah, come on that's it just just stretch come on stretch yourself hallelujah, God gave you some parts in your spirit that can reach out to Him and get connected to His Holy Spirit. Come on, in the plant kingdom, it's those feeler roots or those tap roots. Come on, stretch yourself to the Lord right now. Through your Holy Spirit, uh, uh, through God's Holy Spirit come on, something's happening something's being connected something's beginning to flow even in this place right now hallelujah, that's it come on, that's it, just open up to the Lord Jesus and let him touch you with fresh anointing Come on, open the windows of heaven, Lord Jesus. Let it rain. Open the windows of heaven and let it rain, Lord God. I stretch myself before you in need of your precious anointing. Come on, that's it. Pray for somebody that needs Jesus right now. Pray with somebody that needs Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Come on, God's going to fill people. God's going to touch people today as they open their hearts to Him. Thank you, Jesus. Oh God, something real is happening. Something living is taking place oh God I can feel it you're changing me right now Lord God hallelujah 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 wash me clean Jesus wash me clean Lord God change my mind Lord God change my attitude let me start over again Lord Jesus come on here it comes Tala Baba Haka. Come on, here it comes. Who shot Victor Shandaya? Here it comes. Hakalababos Sata Lavandabos Hula Babos Sata Lavabakorushandra Babos. I am in Palava Mamakorushandra. Come on, he's real. Hallelujah. You say, I hadn't felt him yet. Come on, keep stretching. You say, I, I don't feel connected yet. Come on, just keep pushing. Blessed are they which hunger and thirst after righteousness, they shall be filled. Come on, keep pushing right now. Lord Jesus, I want to know that I'm tagged in, I want to know that I'm tapped in. <laughs> la 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 karashata la 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 babosandala liyaro karushata Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Come on, that's it, it's happening. <speaking in Hebrew> Woo! Come on, that feels fresh. It feels good. It feels new. Hallelujah. <speaking in Hebrew> Come on, when you tap in, just let it flow. Open up your mouth and let that praise begin to flow out of you like a river. Come on. <speaking in Hebrew> you don't need to hold it, just let it go. <speaking in Hebrew> thank you jesus thank you for making me over thank you jesus thank you for a fresh start thank you jesus thank you for newness of life Come on, that's beautiful. Just push into his presence right now. Thank you, Jesus, 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 Jesus. Hallelujah, Lord. Come on, they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They'll mount up with wings like an eagle. They'll run and not be weary and walk and not faint. Jesus Hallelujah, Jesus, Jesus. Let it
1: rain.
0: Hallelujah! Hallelujah! Let Amen. It rain. We're not going to do a formal dismissal. If you need to go, you're dismissed. Thank you so much for being with us to today. Hallelujah! Lord, God's doing something. We're going to let Him continue to do His work. God Will bless you.
1: you. Hallelujah! We'll
0: see you midweek service. Open
1: the floodgates of heaven. Let never father Let it rain, let it rain Open the floodgates of heaven Let it rain, rain down on us Let it rain, rain down on us, Lord Open the floodgates of heaven Let it rain rain Open the floodgates heaven let it rain Rain on us let it rain Open the floodgates of heaven Let your presence rain let your power rain let it rain Oh, will you open the floodgates of heaven? Let it rain, let your spirit rain, rain down on us, Lord. And open the floodgates of heaven. Let it rain, let it rain. Open the flood. Will you open the floodgates of heaven? Will you open the floodgates of heaven? Let it rain, let it rain, let it rain, let it rain. rain. Open the floodgates of heaven. Let your glory reign, let it reign, let it reign Open the floodgates ever. The more I love you I want to sit at your feet Drink from the cup in your hand Lay against you and breathe Feel your heart deep God, I want to sit at your feet Drink from the cup in your hand Lay back against you and breathe Heartbeat. I wanna sit at your feet, drink from the cup in your hand, lay back against you and breathe. I wanna feel your heartbeat. Oh, I wanna sit at your feet, drink from the cup in your hand, lay back against you and breathe. I wanna feel your heartbeat. more I seek you, oh, the more I find you, Lord. The more I find you, the more I love you. The more I love you, oh, the more I seek you, oh, God, the more I find you, the more I find you, oh, the more, the more I love you. Feet. Drink from the cup in your head Lay back against you and breathe I want to feel your heartbeat. I want to sit at your feet Drink from the cup in your head Lay back against you and breathe Feel your heartbeat, oh This love is so real It's more than I can stand. I stand in your peace. It's overwhelming. uh.